Life Audio. On this episode of Encouragement for You, Dan Cathy of Chick-fil-A talks about the impact of generations, and Dr. Frank Menrith answers listener questions about mental health. Welcome to the Encouragement for You podcast, brought to you by Encouragement Communications in association with the Salem Web Network and is part of the Life Audio Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. In just a moment, your host, Don Hawkins, will introduce today's episode. First, a word from our sponsors. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. our first segment, Dan Cathy, Chick-fil-A chairman and son of Chick-fil-A founder Truett Cathy, joins host Don Hawkins to talk about the impact of generations. Dan, we can't talk about father-son relationships uh, at Chick-fil-A without talking about your dad and uh, the role that both you and Bubba had with him uh, growing up with a man who literally put his heart and soul into the business that became Chick-fil-A. Yeah, absolutely, Don. Thank you for mentioning that. My dad, actually, if you think about it, he grew up in a boarding house. So my grandmother, really, technically, we could stretch it and say hmm. that she was really generation one and dad was generation two because he worked with his mom there in that kitchen. And if she hadn't, he wouldn't have learned all the neat skills that he did about how to cook chicken and fix all the fixings that they had for business people who would stay in their home. This is back in the in the 30s, uh, 20s, and 30s. But um, you know, you just never know the influence that God brings people into our lives. I, one of my favorite passages of scripture that I love is Ephesians 2:10, for we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. And I know there's many interpretations of that, but you know, for me, you think about how many generations back that God's kind of been working on us and getting us ready. And, you know, we go through tough times of washing dirty dishes on Sunday afternoon without any idea what hmm. impact that might have. But it was way back there at that little kitchen that Dad said, hey, you know, I don't like washing dirty dishes. I don't think anybody else does either. I'm gonna, If I ever open a restaurant, I'm going to be closed on Sunday. Hmm. So way back, those early childhood experiences sometimes have a lingering, profound impact, you know, for not only our generation, but really, literally, in our case, for generations to come. And, and Dan, there's another component of that reason why the company decided and why your dad made the decision and, and you and Bubba and the others involved at Chick-fil-A made the decision that this business would be closed on Sunday and literally turned down a lot of after-church business. Uh, I think that there, there's a family reason and a spiritual conviction reason there as well. 
Yeah, there is, and, and you know, from a practical standpoint, it uh, kind of makes sense if you really think about it that if you if you take some time off, if you rest, you're more productive. Just like our bodies aren't wired, we've talked about twenty twenty four seven, but we literally need rest time, downtime to recover. Then when we're back on on the job, then we can be at our very very best. And I think God knew that, designed Sunday in so that we could have a time to recharge our batteries and to to worship and to restore and rebuild uh, family relationships so that when we got out there, Monday clock came around to go to school or go to work, wherever, then we could uh, we could be in a better frame of mind and last us for at least another five or six days before we back at uh, worship and rest again. So it works for us. We have a lot of parents, Don, that bring their children to work at Chick-fil-A that say, hey, this is the kind of positive, wholesome atmosphere that I'd love to raise my children in. And we take that uh, very seriously, the Bible says to whom much is given, much is required, and we feel that God's entrusted in our care a lot of incredible, wonderful young people, and we find it so such a treasure, such a responsibility to 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 groom them and develop them to to be uh, you know godly young you know young adults to follow God's will for their life to honor Him in all their ways, and if you'll acknowledge the Lord in all your ways, He will wonderfully direct your past. I'm sure you're familiar with the name J.D. Dukes, who was one of your interns. Yeah. Uh, J.D. was on our campus today here at Southeastern ah. and talking with our basketball coach, Paul Smith, and Paul was doing the uh, re- usual recruiting and tour routine. I think J.D.'s going to be a student here at Southeastern. Great young man. I had the privilege of spending some time with him earlier today, and he said be sure and give you his greeting. Yeah, well, wonderful. Did he tell you about some of our summer intern experiences that he had? Uh, just uh, briefly, he said, uh, I could ask you to elaborate, and he said you probably would be able yeah, to. Yeah, well, we get very actively involved. You know, summer mission programs and internship programs are wonderful times for young people to kind of explore various areas of interest in their life. And we are privileged to have this summer about 20 bright, sharp college interns that were with us on one of several different programs that we have. But uh, we had the opportunity of having all having them all over to my house for dinner, and I actually took them on business trips with me. And and uh, we jump in the plane and take off to different destinations. Some of them camped out with me, in fact, as well uh, throughout the summer. And as a result, I just kind of developed that personal relationship with them and let them know, hey, you know what you do and the decisions you make are very, very important, you know, for eternity. So, you know, prayerfully ask the Lord to help you. I, I you've heard me say a number of times that. Three biggest decisions that we make in life start with the letter M, who our master in life is going to be, who our mate in life is going to be, and what our mission in life is going to be. And that's an important message that young people need today. And I know that you're very proud that Andrew has followed you, and I know, uh, Mark, that your dad, uh, Bubba, is very proud that you're involved in the business as well. Yes, sir, he is. He's gotten to come out numerous times and visit us at the at our store and, and uh, actually help me in the, in the work day. Uh, he's dressed up as a cow before. He's, he's a marketing machine. He's yeah. got ca- cows and uh, BOGs and goes everywhere with him. It's a, it's, yeah. it's a pleasure being able to spend time with him. Well, that's an exciting thing to be able to spend time together. And, Andrew, you had mentioned earlier the fact that you don't get to spend as much time with your dad. So uh, this time in Arizona must be a real treat for you. It's a real treat for him. He's uh, helping get in a chair for another visitor. That's ah, well, that's the thing. You guys are really committed to service and going that second mile. And, and Dan, that's another thing that you communicate to both interns and sons and nephews and all as well. Uh, that's a very important concept for you guys. Well, it is, Don. You think about it. Most people think of you know business in America, and they think about the Coca Colas and the IBMs and the UPSs. But 
the vast majority, about 80% of the businesses that are out there are family-owned businesses. In fact, you know, well over half of our economy is driven by, by family-owned businesses. So this issue of succession, you know, whether it's a church or a business, is really important. In fact, Andy Stanley, who's uh, pastors a large church here in Atlanta, says that success is succession. Hmm. And if you don't plan succession, then you'll find that a lot of the efforts that you invest that, that very well should travel on into the next generation, uh, you know, fall apart. And we see come apart so often in, in families, and, and, and those dynamics carry themselves over into the family business as well. And uh, all the, all the uh, learnings of the business, the industry, all kind of things that are steeped and mellowed deep within your heart and soul, and, and the skills that you learn from one generation to the next, uh, you need to be transferred from one generation. Even the Old Testament talked about how important it is that there are markers out there, you know, by the rivers and the mountainside mm-hmm. that were intended to stimulate conversation, to teach children proactively, intentionally, sit them down, tell them the story again and again and again, and especially about God's grace and mercy and how, apart from His Word and a relationship with Him, anything we build business-wise is nothing but a sandcastle. That uh, it's you know, whatever we have is to be thought of as an entrustment of God, and needs to be treated as such and taken very seriously. The Bible says, "To whom much is given, much is required." And you know, children are not going to get these messages sitting in front of MTV or sitting in front of a Nintendo. We got to turn off the TV, get them out there with us, rub up against their shoulders, let them get involved in our lives. You know, very uh, organically or at a, at a real earthy kind of level in a very genuine kind of way to let them see how how do we live out the christian faith in in a genuine authentic kind of way let's grab a quick phone call ray is in arkansas go ahead with your question yes i was going to ask the gentleman if they happen to know who uh rg letourneau might be absolutely dan i'm sure sure i'm very familiar with that name i don't know all of his story but i know that uh back at the turner century he was one of those legends in business and very involved. I think the core of his business, as I recall, was heavy equipment. Right. And, yes, sir. Uh, I had a question I, there about R.G. Letourneau. Um, I come across him several years ago, and I mentor my life. I try to mentor my life around what he's done for God because in my business ventures, everything that I've done, I've always tried to give God the glory for it because he's the one who gave me the talents and the inspirations to go out and try to be a businessman. But at the same time, it's very interesting in the fact that R.G. Letourneau was such a phenomenal man of God, but he did not start out that way. His first business was a failure. And right now I'm going through a time period of my life when my first business really ventured out into is becoming somewhat of a failure. And I'm looking out and I'm saying, God, you know, I know you've got an answer beyond this gray cloud I'm facing. There's a blue sky on the other side, but right now I'm going through this fiery time but look what he did with R.G. Letourneau. I just wanted to get some words of encouragement from your guests there. Well, right. I just have to say you're in good company. If uh, if your business is struggling right now, that uh, in our industry, if you look at Harlan Sanders or Ray Kroc or some of the other pioneers that did such incredible things with McDonald's and Kentucky Fried Chicken, you know they they also you know whether it be Alexander Graham Bell or whoever it is went through a lot of trial and error. So. I just you know, encourage you that uh, God's Word has a lot to say about any of us that from time to time might be discouraged, and certainly the book of Psalms is there for us. And, and, and David had so many things to, uh, you know, that stressed him out, and he had Saul that was 
breathing down his neck and a lot of challenges that he faced. And there were giants in the land. Even even Joshua, you know, cried out to the Lord, you know, God, who am I to try to lead you this your great people into the promised land? But I love what what God said. Let, let me give you these two big words of encouragement, Ray. And that is what God said to Joshua three times in the first nine verses of Joshua chapter 1. He said, be strong and be courageous. And, Ray, I just want to encourage you, be strong mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. Just be strong. Be strong in all those areas. And when you're strong in those areas, that equips you to be willing to be courageous for the big, hairy, audacious goals that God's got out there for you. We'll be back with more after this brief word from our sponsors. Over his many years of radio programming with Encouragement for You host Don Hawkins, the late Dr. Frank Minrith answered many questions on the subject of mental health. As a board-certified psychiatrist and strong, committed Christian, he was eminently qualified to do so. I'm Don Hawkins. In our first segment today, I'm joined by Christian psychiatrist and author Dr. Frank Minrith, founder of the Minrith Clinic. Our program is an open line. Uh, well, my little testimony is, is um, three years ago, well, almost three and a half years ago, uh, my dad passed away. Hmm. Uh, shortly thereafter, uh, basically, I didn't want to live anymore. I didn't want to exist. I basically, I just stopped caring about my life. I tried to commit several suicide several times, and I just uh, gave up on life. Um, uh, I went through that for two years. And through a series of events, God brought me to Waco, Texas. That's where I live at now. I work in Temple. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And uh, my 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 Heavenly Father brought me to my body of believers that I'm in now. And He, um, they, the, at my church, they show me deliverance. They show me that God can set people free. The spiritual bondage that's out there uh, can be broken through the blood of Jesus. Well, that's wonderful, Clifton. That's a great we, testimony. We totally agree. I mean, Jesus can do anything, and it's a yeah. that's a, so. Is that sort of your message? What a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful message. Yeah, and and the right. amazing thing is, Clifton, there are times that he does so independent of medical care. There are times that he does so through good medical care. But the ultimate source of the strength that we need and the hope that we need is the Lord Jesus Christ, and and that's what we're hearing from you tonight, Clifton. Yes, sir. Through the blood of Jesus, I, nothing else got me by but Him. He. Uh, he saved my life, and uh, I, I give him all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. And now you're in a position to encourage others and reach out to him, to them, and draw them to the Lord Jesus Christ as well. Frank, would you lead us in prayer on behalf of Clifton? Clifton, I, I will. I, I think about Philippians four thirteen. I can do all yeah. things through Christ. Uh, brother, a great testimony. Father, please help Clifton. Lord, he's encouraged thousands and thousands tonight. And, Lord, we thank you in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Good to hear from you, Clifton. God bless you, buddy. Thank you, sir. Goodbye. Bye-bye. And Stephen is calling in tonight from Townsend, Louisiana. How are you doing? I appreciate Fine. you taking my call. Yes, sir. Good to hear from you. Uh, it's quite a treat to speak to Dr. Minrith. Uh, you know, he's well-known, and we've read a lot that you know he's done. So I, yes. I appreciate this. Um, I, I've, my question is, is a little complex. Uh, I, I know that I'm sure a lot of the people that you see and deal with have a lot of overlapping issues. Uh, and you've got to figure out what's what and what's causing what. Uh, but I've been uh, ADD my whole life, and uh, 
and uh, but I don't sleep well either. So I take a mix of uh, a small dose of Ritalin during the day, and then a you know entry level dose of Ambien at night. And it's a, it's a bit maddening to take something to get you going, something to shut you down. Uh, curious about where to go next, what to look into. We had a sleep study done, and they said I get about 30 minutes of REM sleep a night. Mm. So, you know, any yeah. any directions you can point me in? Yeah. Stephen, now what, what, tell me again, what, what other medicine are you on? Uh, I take Ritalin for ADD, adult ADD. How much do you uh, take? I take uh, 10 milligrams, a very, very small amount, but, you know, it's, Gets me going and helps me focus during the day. Ten, ten uh, milligrams in the morning. That is correct. And that's all. And that's all. I, I don't take any after that. It lasts about four hours. And, and then and you know what about the the Ambien? What do you uh, take on that? Uh, ten milligrams Ambien, or twelve point five? Uh, it's the entry level. I don't know exactly what it is, but they well, told me it's kind of the the smallest level. But I just hate to think here I am as as a Christian, you know, in in my early forties, and I'm having to take something to help me to focus and. And then something that you know shut me down. And, yeah, but, uh, you, but your thinking is wrong, Stephen. Okay. Uh, I mean, that, that's not the concept. I mean, some people really do have adult ADHD. In fact, we're at the state now at research. We can see it on a PET scan. Their, their attention centers aren't taking up glucose. They have trouble functioning. So you don't give them the Ritalin to to make them go. You give them the I, Ritalin I agree. to alert the the attention centers where they can focus like everybody else. So so your thinking is wrong. And then the Ambien, I mean, insomnia is not only a symptom, it's also a diagnosis. Some people just don't sleep, and, and it's a physiological thing. And, and there's nothing wrong with treating that. I mean, you need to evaluate it. Everybody doesn't need to be treated. Yeah. But just a couple of things, Stephen, that you, you might want to ask your doctor about. Okay. There's a, there's a brand-new drug called Vyvanse, V-Y-V-A-N-C-E, and uh, it is so smooth. It's ADHD medicine, but it is so smooth. And you can, it comes in a 30 milligrams, but it could actually be pulled apart. We pull it apart all the time, how people pull it apart, and put just a little bit in water so we can use these real low dosages. It's a smoother drug than Ritalin. Man, I don't okay. see how you're taking, you know, if you take that just 10 in the morning, well, I'll bet you about noon you're gone. So, so I, I, am, I would wonder but, about know. that. Maybe a newer drug. Ritalin, man, that, we used to use that when I was going through, you know, being trained myself in psychiatry. That's right. an old, old, old drug. So maybe... B-Y-V-A-N-C-E, a real low yeah. dose might be worth asking about. In Ambien, there's a drug that came out in 1998 called Trazodone. And you have to be careful, men do with that, but your doctor can tell you about it. I wonder if that might give you better sleep. Trazodone is technically an antidepressant. It's got a half-life of about eight hours. Uh, for a lot of people, it is wonderful. I'm not telling you to take either one of those, but yeah. right. I would ask your doctor about maybe a little bit newer drugs, Okay. Stephen, let us pray with you, and we'll encourage our prayer team to pray for wisdom for you and your doctors you consult over this. Thank you. Tonight, Lord, we're grateful for Stephen, and Lord, he shares the concern that many uh, Christians have of not wanting to be inordinately dependent, uh, overly dependent on medication. And yet, Lord, we know that there are times those of us who are diabetics and others need to take medication, and you use those medicines in the wisdom of doctors. And I pray that you would give Stephen peace about that, and also wisdom about to what medications in consultation with his doctor that he may need to be taking. We ask you to strengthen him. You Use him, Lord, his mind, his life, his gifts in service to you. We pray in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Thank you. Thanks, Thank Stephen. Thank you very much. God bless. Good talking to you, my friend. Bye-bye. We go next on our open line program to Rhode Island, where David is listening. Yes, good evening. Uh, I want to I thank you for taking my call. Thanks for calling. Uh, I just want to, uh, I just want to uh, give a praise report tonight. Great. Uh, I'm, uh, I've been off of all my medications now. Thank, thank the Lord for, I guess, going on five months. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, uh, I did it against medical advice. I mean, I, I had a, I had a stent last time. I was violent, uh, and uh, I decided I needed help. I went to Butler Hospital here in Rhode Island for a couple of weeks. And uh, I was on a lot of medications, okay? I was on uh, Celexia, I was on Klonopin, and Adderall for ADD. And, uh, and the thing that happened was uh, while I was in Butler, even though it wasn't a Christian counseling type of environment, uh-huh. uh, I did a lot of work with the Lord hmm. And uh, while I was there. I had a lot of free time, and, and even though, you know, they were training us on, you know, how, how to behave and all that. And uh, the thing that happened with me was I finally realized that my behaviors and stuff basically was sin, okay? And, uh, and when, I left, when I left the hospital, uh, I haven't seen any, any doctors at all since. Uh, I weeded myself off the clonabin, the Solexia, the Adderall, and uh, I've, been, I've been free for... Uh, uh, off the medications for five months, and uh, I haven't felt better in my life. I mean, is there a certain point in time, like for example, I, uh, Dr. Minerith, I'd like to ask you this question. Is there a certain point in time you're only supposed to be on certain medications for certain periods? Because I was on the Celexia for like nine years, and the doctor never changed it. Uh, he very rarely gave me a liver level. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm just concerned, you know, I mean, is, is there a procedure for that? Yeah, David, I, I love what you're saying. Let, let me comment on it, and then let me also give a caution, okay? Uh, yes. The, the uh, you know, actually, I'm really not that big on medication, and I do try where possible to get people off of medication. And so I love what David's saying. Yeah. I think one thing we have underestimated in America is it might be in Christianity, is the power of what Christ can do through us. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, it's unbelievable what he can do. Yes, uh, is. So I love what you're saying. More power to you. Now, at the same time, Don, I would really caution yeah. everybody doesn't run, need to run out and get off all their medicine. Right. You know, work with your doctor. Be sensible about it. But, uh, but yeah, let's ask Christ to do all we, you know, he possibly... Right. that he would choose to do in right. each individual. And, Don, Don, with that in mind, maybe you could just pray for David. Yeah, I'd love to do that. And, David, let me just pick up on what you were saying. You were also saying that you're not advocating that everybody throw out no, their medicine. not at all. You, you and Dr. Minrith are really right together on this, Dr. Minrith, in saying that ultimately the answer is the power of Christ. And yep. uh, you sharing uh, from your perspective, David, that medication can certainly be a useful tool. So with that in mind, let's, uh, let me just mention a passage in First Timothy where Paul said to Timothy, and, and in the first century, they utilized wine as a medication for a stomach disorder. And Paul told Timothy to utilize some of that and, and to do so frequently because he had a frequent infirmity. And, and so the scripture doesn't say don't practice medicine. Luke was a doctor. Uh, but by the same token, the yeah. ultimate answer is that Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. 
So, Father, tonight we pray for David. Lord, we thank you for what you've done in his life. And, Lord, for even the Christian influences and the way he was able to deal with both uh, medical and emotional and spiritual issues during his time in the hospital. And then since he's been out, he was able to uh, work through a period of time and being weaned off the medications that he'd been on for many, many years. Lord, what a testimony to your power and your grace. And we pray that you'd use him and encourage him and that his story would even be an encouragement to many, many people tonight. I just want people to know out there, you know, God does use doctors. During that time, I did need to be on that, that yeah. medication, and I thank Him for the doctors that He put in my life. Thank you for listening to this episode of Encouragement for You with Don Hawkins, host of Encouragement Live Radio and author of over 25 books, including Never Give Up and Master Discipleship Today. You can find more about Don and his books at EncouragementLive.org. Encouragement for You is a production of Encouragement Communications with the Salem Web Network and LifeAudio.com. Editing by Phil Gebers. Production by Elizabeth Andrade. If you enjoyed what you heard today, we'd love for you to head over to your favorite podcast app and leave us a review. It really does help people find us. Let me take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on Encouragement for You. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Stay encouraged and join us next time for Encouragement for You. Often we believe our questions mean we don't have faith, but I believe Jesus loves our questions. Our questions are windows into heaven. I'm Caden Fabrizio, and on the Questions with Caden podcast, we ask and answer one question per episode as relevantly and biblically as possible. Questions about fear, anxiety, depression, addiction, and so much more. Don't worry, your questions, they're not going to scare Jesus, so ask away. Listen and subscribe now at lifeaudio.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.